You are now tuned in to the Healing Hot Girl Podcast, made for women who are finally giving themselves permission to show up as the women they always knew they could be. If you're here, that means you're ready for an upgrade. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Hey, Healing Hot Girls, and welcome back to the next episode of the podcast. So this is a new episode of our Potathon, and today we have another special guest, and I'm going to have her introduce herself. Hi, my name is Jalisa Washington, and I am an author, educator, mentor, speaker. I'm the founder of a nonprofit organization called Cherish Inc., mm-hmm. and I work in an education nonprofit. I've been in education over 10 years, and yeah, recently became a published author. Yes, we love a published author, black female author, period. So before we get into Cherish, I want to talk to you a little bit about your book and your backstory. So I want to ask you, what sparked your self-discovery journey? Self-discovery and meaning like... Meaning like your self-love journey, like what got you on this path, basically? I had a really bad breakup, and from the breakup, I knew that I needed to allow self-love to come through like I needed to love myself more but mainly I needed to allow God to love me more in order for me to love myself more Mm. so I had to like strengthen my relationship with I've always had a relationship with God I always had a relationship with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ but I had to strengthen that even more Mm -hmm. in order for me to understand my in order for me to love myself yeah I needed to allow God to love me so yeah, that's really what sparked it. Mm-hmm. It was a very bad breakup, meaning like, um, I mean, it was all types of abuses happening, not so much physical, mm-hmm. not so much sexual, but I think that's another thing that us as girls sometimes, we think that abuse is, is only that way. Yeah. Like physical and sexual, but it's not. Words are abusive. Like, it, it all counts, and sometimes we belittle those. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's basically what started it. And here we are today. <laughs> I read a little bit in your book about, you mentioned a lot about seeking validation. So I wanted to touch on that. How did you come to a space where you're not necessarily seeking validation and you're more self-validated than anything? And with the book, per se, it was the issue, not issue, but the way I was brought up. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a, like a co-parenting situation. Yeah. Um, and it was nothing necessary my parents did is more so me thinking like well god why am i'm in this situation there's other people that's in this situation but for me it was like just thinking like okay god like what is what's the point of all this right going through that feeling unworthy feeling like the woe is me Mm -hmm. playing the victim yeah um yeah victim and like really clinging on to victimhood and uh looking at certain people as saviors you know going through certain things it just was like why why are we doing this so mm-hmm. when the breakup happened this kind of unleashed like the the layers got pulled peeled mm-hmm. back as you can say wow um so as layers got peeled back it was like god was revealing slowly but surely different things and mm-hmm. and how everything came to the to that point of me allowing myself to go through a certain relationship and mm-hmm. allow myself to get treated a certain way allow myself to um get manipulated yeah um you know narcissism is real going from like dealing with that and understanding that allowing god to love me 
pulling back those layers, mm-hmm. a lot was coming up. Yeah. So from the ballot, some of this from feeling unworthy, it was like I don't I don't have to feel unworthy. I don't have to play victimhood because even going deeper in my walk with Christ, mm-hmm. understanding that um, I'm more than a conqueror. Like I'm not a victim. Right. Like, I'm more than a conqueror. How how do I know I'm more than a conqueror? Through God's love, right? Mm-hmm. Through the love that God showed by sending his son to die for my sin. Sometimes we look at it, you know, as believers, it's like small things, but if you think about it and you go deeper, you understand exactly what it means as you go mm-hmm. deeper and deeper, deeper with the walk. You know, it's different. I say it's always different levels because even like from when that book was written to now, mm-hmm. a whole nother level. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've been talking a lot about standing on business and it's basically like when you decide something, you're going all in, you're going for it. And it sounds like that's what your walk with Christ was. Oh, yes. So when you had the encounter with the young man in the book, how did you, how did you make that shift? Like, how did you make that shift to act on, like, standing ten toes down on your word? Okay, so, which, 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 which answer you want? The raw one, the real one. <laughs> I had a sisterhood around me mm-hmm. that really was, like, walking, like, they, they came at the right time to walk me through, but to really shed light on, I shouldn't be dealing with this Mm. so even before god did his work he placed people in my life to get me to the work that he needed to do Mm. like he used he uses everything and he uses the he used them as a vessel to help my eyes he opened my eyes by using them Mm -hmm. um and then to stand on to like walk away from it it was just enough was enough like i always say it's cliche but it's like you can tell someone to stop leave move but you have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired so That's then true. you move, right? Then, but then we get to the ne- another level, right? After going through getting deeper into Christ, after getting deeper into my walk with him, understanding how he loves me to allow me to love myself more and then allow me to love others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it allowed me to not fall into temptation when, I guess you can say, I was released to start dating again, right? Okay. But to really... Uh, understand and stand firm in my beliefs and who I am and holding myself to the highest standard. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to stand at, stand on business and make sure that I don't allow for certain things to try to throw me off of what I value, who I am, and what I stand for. I love that. Okay. So th- leading to my next question, a lot of young girls, myself included, there was a time where it was like, I don't feel like this person will like me or look at me the same if I, you know, say no. So how did we get from there to here? Like for someone, I want you to break it down to me like I'm a kid. Uh Like if I came to you and I'm younger, I'm one of your mentees Uh and I'm in this situation, Uh what would you tell me? So it starts with understanding that you don't need to be anyone else but you. Once you really take a moment to understand who you are mm-hmm. and knowing that God created you that way. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you stand out from the rest. If you know in your heart and God told you, the Holy Spirit told you, Lord Jesus Christ told you that this is who you are and this is what you need to stand for. And then in the Bible, it gives us the playbook, right? Mm-hmm. So it says when i know what you mean by no no in all types of ways those like no sexually no i don't want to talk to you no you're yeah. not the one for me because sometimes when we say oh well how do you tell the man no sometimes young girls automatically think no sexually no so it, it means sometimes that no you don't want to be in this relationship no more right no you don't want to uh do this or do that right no i'm not drinking no i'm not smoking like all the things 
so it's twofold it's twofold right so i'm loving myself making sure that i know my boundaries mm-hmm. it's important to put place put in place boundaries and nowadays you don't really see that and it's something that i really talk to young girls about well they come and talk to me about about how do i put boundaries in place so they mm-hmm. want to they just don't know how You're right so i want to say like you 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 have to have positive talks with yourself right mm-hmm. um stay have positive thoughts because negative thoughts can come for you too and you know that's from the enemy right right so you have positive thoughts have positive talks but you also you need to understand that you're fearfully and wonderfully made you are uniquely made you are created the way you're created for a reason mm-hmm. and god created us in his image knowing that we're not perfect though because we know what happened in the bible we fell right mm-hmm. um so even when those mistakes happen or even you feel like you've made a mistake that doesn't mean that you have to keep going with the same mistake right you know so you that's why you have grace and mercy mm-hmm. um but to let young girls know like you can put those boundaries in place and know that you don't have to be like the next person when you do say no you might get shamed mm-hmm. you know i don't know exactly how it is nowadays in certain ages yeah and grade levels i don't know but i know when i was younger and it's shifted because there's more information mm-hmm. there's more information and social media so comparison happens because of social media so it's like you have to up the ante of knowing who you are and just loving who you are mm-hmm. so yeah like an example for me is like i'm uh, i used to be a perfectionist but oh my god i'm, I'm struggling like, with that huh i'm struggling with that yeah but i don't need, and, and now at this point it's like i don't need to be perfect because right. you know if i make a mistake you know sometimes when you have perfection it stops you from going forward mm, talk about it so you have to be able to make the mistake because if you don't go forward you're stagnant that means you're not going to go towards what God is calling you to do. So you take a minute, you listen, you obey. And even if you feel like you heard wrong, you make the mistake, God will, of course, correct you. I love that. And I needed that because, girl, <laughs> girl, I feel like I published so many episodes on my podcast about perfectionism because it keeps showing up for me. I'm like, oh, my God, girl, no, I can't do it like this. I got to do it like that. I gotta, I'm like, girl, please, just do it. Just, just do, do it. it. Just do it. I literally watched something like that the other day. Just do it. I feel like you touched on this a little bit, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So how has your life changed since you started healing your relationship to self? Like if I'm somebody who's starting my journey, what do I have to look forward to? Everyone's walk is different. Mm -hmm. So do know that. I also say as you're going into like your walk, like specifically for me going into my walk with Christ, um, it got deeper over time. I've always had a relationship with the Lord. I don't remember exactly when I was saved. I do remember when I was baptized. Okay. Which was while I was actually in a relationship. Wow. Um, I got baptized. And it, to be transparent, I made a mistake and went forward still. Mm-hmm. Right? But the healing process really happened. The healing process talked about in the book actually really happened um, after that fall. Mm. so um and it wasn't like a huge thing but mm-hmm. for me it's like i don't play when it comes to god and i don't really play when it comes to like obeying the word of god yeah obeying my lord and savior jesus christ like i don't really play with that so i try my best not to right mm-hmm. and even with that you still have com- you have to have compassion with yourself because you can condemn yourself but to start your journey i always something that for me which happened is i was a part of ministries and groups who really helped me along my way so they taught me but then it's also 
knowing that you don't have to be in this cookie cut cutter thing, which is like a very much a religious spirit, you know? Yeah. Cookie cut is about a relationship with the with God, it's about the relationship with the word of God, it's about a relationship with Jesus. Like really talk to Jesus, right? And I'm learning that even more so now. Mm-hmm. Um but you take that time. I was actually having a conversation like a friend was like, I don't know how to pray. I'm like, pray is conversation with God. Right. You know, talk to God, talk to your Lord and Savior. Sometimes we put pressure on within the like Christianity sometimes we put pressure on believers that you have to know every scripture in the Bible in order to pray effectively Mm -hmm. prayer is talking to God and and you want to pray where it doesn't come so much cookie cutter but come from a place of your heart and then everything will flow the scriptures will flow though what you're supposed to pray about will flow because you're in tune with the Holy Spirit so when it comes to obedience Mm -hmm. um I still struggle with that. Doing things the first time, basically. Mm-hmm. So how did you come to a space where you move when God says so? Because I know it, it's, it's a little difficult. Because sometimes God be asking you to do something. You're like, hold on, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> so how did, you come, how did you come to a space where you're like, okay, God said I'm moving. I'm rolling. I'm out. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? For me, it's different mm. with certain things. So... I'm obedient in many, and I, I try my best to be obedient in every realm, you know, career, relationship, mm-hmm. relationships too. And when we say, when I say, well, when I say relationship, I don't mean just platonic. Yeah. I, mean, I don't just mean romantic. I mean like, like platonic, like. All relationships. Girls, like yeah. Relationships. Like, because sometimes you say relationships, like, oh, you're your boy. No, I mean everybody. Right. Family. All things. Because these are all relationships, all y'all. Things. And yes. you need to, sometimes you have to put boundaries in all relationships. And we don't understand that. But that's a whole other mm-hmm. conversation. Though. That's a whole, right. yeah. Uh, a whole other can of worms. Yes. But with obedience is to stay obedient. I take it as I remember, you have to remember what God, what God told you to do before and you did it and the outcome was fine. Mm. You know? And just when you wasn't obedient what happened when we were disobedient consequences do come mm-hmm. but he still kept them due to consequences and like restored mm. so okay you get what i'm saying so for example even for my life it's like i lost my job um didn't know what was gonna happen but he still kept me i kept my apartment mm. i ended up traveling i'm i wrote the book during that time wow if i was working i wouldn't have time to write the book right right so you see how he's like okay you, i'm gonna remove you you was disobedient you didn't remove because i had a reason for you to be removed mm-hmm. so i'm gonna re- that you just remove yourself but you didn't so i'm gonna remove you anyway and something when you go disobedient if you really are seeking god and you miss a step this is this this is what i mean by forgiving yourself when you and and just the amount of love that god has for you that's why we need to love ourselves even more to mm-hmm. receive his love right um He'll course correct you. I mean, you hear a word, you're not sure. Oh my goodness, perfection time. I think I'm in a mess up. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, oh, he said that I did this. I'm disobedient. He'll still keep you if you're still diligently seeking him. Right. And there's times when you you do get mad and he still is coming after you. Mm-hmm. It's just, are you going to reach out and take his hand? Okay, I love that. Oh my gosh. I have been saying that the entire, I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> What are some practices that we can use? I call us hot girls. So as hot girls, like what can we do in our everyday to mend that? Because people think it has to be this long drawn out thing. I know it doesn't really have to be. So what are some things that you would suggest that we do to strengthen our connection to him? I would say discipline. Mm -hmm. You need discipline. Um, Sometimes we get so... hmm, Sometimes we get so... Because he just... 
see that's the thing you be doing stuff you talking he'd be like and he'll be speaking to you at the moment mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> i'd be like i'm talking about you when you said that i was like oh she's talking to me <laughs> Yeah, you'd be like, oh, oh, okay, you ain't have to do that, Lord. Right. But, um, and overall, with the world, it's mm-hmm. very much this hustler. Like, I gotta hustle, yes. I gotta do this, get, get it, get it, get it, grind, grind. Grind culture. So, grind culture. So, you're grinding, grinding, grinding. Um, and you don't make time for the Lord. You wake up and you check your phone automatically. Mm-hmm. You wake up and you're like, oh, I gotta go, right? Um, so, discipline is key mm-hmm. in making time. But you have to be disciplined to make the time, right? right. So um, you have to dis- you have to be disciplined in making the time. But with that being said, to give you um, an example, to use one way to really get me to be more disciplined, which was mm-hmm. working out. Mm. So I started getting really consistent in working out, and as I was getting consistent in working out, I would either, well, to be honest, I will always work out before. I mean, I was already, I would always read the word before mm-hmm. working out, mm, okay. you know, and if I had to, I, I spent time with him after, but I say it's being disciplined, right? And then it's different stages and how much time you can give. Mm-hmm. So that's something I would do too. Um, for me as well, I think other things are like praying and fasting, mm-hmm. right? Praying and fasting is big. Um, again, even talking about prayer, everyone's feel like I need to pray a certain way. I've met so many people and they're like, I need to pray. I'm like, no, just start talking and it'll right. come, right? And God will strengthen your prayer life or sprinching your prayer language, which is a thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's true, like strengthen it. But I don't want, I always say don't don't condemn yourself as you feel like you don't know a lot of scripture. Now, do you need to know scripture? Yeah, you need to pray scripture, yes. But no, don't condemn yourself if only you only knew a few scriptures that you need to quote. Like, yeah do that and mm-hmm. it's also the balance like i, I love it because it's like i love walking with the lord as a christian because it's like yeah you don't know um that many but you grow you mm-hmm. still grow to know more but people who feel like god might have forgotten about them because that happens a lot I, I see that a lot in movies really mm-hmm. it's like oh i did this thing um he might not look at me the same or whatever mm-hmm. what would you tell them god sent your son jesus christ mm-hmm. for us and we are sinful by nature. Mm-hmm. We were born that way. We were born that way. We are sinful by nature. Right. Right. You all you have to do is repent and go forward. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, not repent and be like, okay, I'm gonna do it next week, and then that's it. Right. Okay, I'm gonna repent again. I'm gonna repent again. I'm gonna repent again. It's like, okay, now are you not? Now you're taking grace for. I always say grace for granted. It's not necessarily like true, that. but it's like don't take grace for granted. Right. You know. Um. But. Do know, like, if he's forgiving you, if you repented and he's forgiving you, why are you condemning yourself? Mm-hmm. God convicts. When you start feeling condemnation, that's the enemy. Mm. That's Satan. When you start feeling condemned, yeah, and you start feeling like these thoughts of like I, all types of thoughts, like suicide, like all those things, that is not of God. Mm-hmm. That is of the enemy. So. He's not someone, God does not cause confusion. God does not cause um, condemnation. Mm-hmm. He, he convicts you. You know, we're his daughter. I mean, well, I say daughter. It's like, I'm a daughter of the most high, you mm-hmm. know. So he, he loves us. It's just understanding that and, and, and walking full. Like, we have free will. You make the decisions. There's consequences. 
and you might have to deal with those consequences, but it doesn't mean that you're a terrible person. Right. I'll also say, like, you know, how some people are like, even you doing this, right? Like, podcast people are like, I don't know, I don't have that much, I don't have, I can't talk, mm-hmm. you know? Your grace is sufficient. In your weakness, you're made strong, because if he allows for weakness to happen, he allows you to be weak before you can show that you're human, that you can't do anything without him. Right. You know, you may, if he's calling you to do something and there's something that you'd be like, well, I'm not capable. I don't know how to do that. I can't sing. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I don't know how to write. You know, my grammar is terrible. How am I going to write a book? Mm-hmm. I didn't ask you that. Right. You are going to be made strong through my power. If you was already strong because of that, and I just heard this from, um, I was thinking this, but then I got confirmation from listening to, uh, a, uh, it was a session or something, a sermon, mm-hmm. a teaching from Jackie Hill Perry, and like, if you if you was able to do everything, then you don't need him for nothing, right? You know, and that's pride. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think, when you feel like you have it all and you don't need help, that's pride. And mm-hmm. that when you start in pride, that is we you know Satan fell because of that. So yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah, knowing that you can do it, so I think like you're not doing it in your own strength. How did you come to a space to be so vulnerable in your book? (laughs) (laughs) Like, just, I feel like vulnerability is not easy. It's not. It's not. So to write an an entire book, you alongside the other authors, Mm -hmm. and everybody's... and everybody's sharing their own stories and everybody's being vulnerable and it's like what what i can't believe like you never knew this person went through this how did you come to be like okay i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be vulnerable because it's not about me it's about him mm. how am i sitting here and hold my testimony and it can set somebody else free wow that's selfishness and that's pride oh my god i need you to look at the camera when you say that because <laughs> i my goodness <laughs> no, <I'm just> saying, <laughs> it's not about it's like it's about him. <laughs> Girl. It's not about me. It's about God. It's not about me. It's about how how am I going to sit here and say I'm a Christian and I don't allow my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to be my Lord. Mm. So if God is telling me to share my story and know that I'm protected mm-hmm. because no one's going to be able to use what I wrote against me. No, no. Oh, okay, I'm about to go in. I'm about to say no person, no demon, no devil. No, no say it. No, none of, nobody. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be able to use my story against me. It's not gonna use my story to take away even the love that God has for me, right? right. Or even f- understand the love that God has for me. Like we had to understand, like this wasn't about us. Mm-hmm. Like when I say this, it's like me and my sisters. I call them my sisters, my, my other sisters. Um, but we had to really like dot our flesh mm. and allow Him to take over. Um, Cause it's not about it just was not about us it, like someone else is going to get set free from that right and my life is not and this is cliche like life is on my own like i live i live for the lord mm-hmm. so yeah it's to, it's a understanding that and getting there to understand stand that took a lot of prayer mm. a lot of days with us praying together and Girl. making sure that we were covered Right. And listening to him, cause there's things in there that I didn't want to put in there, but if he t- he told me, so I had to. That's the mm-hmm. obedient part. There's things in there I wanted to put. He said, "Don't put that in there." Obedient. Mm-hmm. Um, same for all the girls. So, 
we have to be vulnerable and we have to understand like when you're being vulnerable you're um, opening yourself up to well I'm not saying a relationship that's how it goes I don't want to say that towards the book I say in relationships when you're vulnerable but you're supposed to be you're opening yourself up to being hurt mm-hmm. what is that person worth it is the relationship worth it is the risk worth it is the opportunity worth it I'll be all right. He's going to heal me. Right. Oh, my God. That's big. I've been seeing that everywhere. You got to be open. You got to be open. I'm like, girl, not today. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe tomorrow. I'll try again. And then that's, again, like, I don't open up to everyone. So you have to open up to who God tells you to. Mm -hmm. The Spirit. Yeah. Because, listen, mm mm-mm. You can't open up to everything. I close it because those doors, once you open something, it could be open up to a whole bunch of other things. Right. You don't want that. And that I learned crazy. that this year. Camilla just said that to me in our other episode. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, did you have the same mindset when you started Cherish? Um, This mindset now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the idea for Cherish came a while ago, um, like earlier. Um, I would say it came in like, 2017 mm-hmm. when I was a teacher still okay. I wasn't even an admin yet but after being in administration being um assist, an academic dean which is like assistant principal mm-hmm. um just looking at the different looking at different like the, the children the parents and my staff mm-hmm. and seeing certain similarities which is I know it's kind of like what yeah um but seeing like you need to know that you can do anything and everything. You need to feel empowered. Mm-hmm. You need to love yourself. Um, give yourself grace. So it was just different things that happened. And I know with my journey and my healing um, with the Lord, he used my community too and my sisters. Mm-hmm. My sister and he brought specific people in my life and he removed specific people from my life. Yeah. And we have to be okay with that to really understand and grow closer to God. Like if you're not getting me closer to be holy, I don't want nothing to do with it. Right. Um, so when I started Cherish, it really talked, it really was to help young women, which I'm shocked that I am talking to, because I was, I was that girl, I was like, I'm that girl, I'm God, you For know? real? Oh, yeah, dudes. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had, more, more of my friends when I was younger were, I had a group of girls, mm-hmm. like, I was friends with, but other than who I grew up with around the way, I would start connecting with guys when I left mm. that. So, like, high school, like, even, like, yeah, it's a thing. Okay. Um, but, um, and I taught old boys for, like, wow. three years. So, I was, like, those are my dogs. Yeah. Right? So, um, but I say that to say sisterhood became magnified for me mm-hmm. when I was going through that breakup and getting closer to the Lord mm. and allowing him to love me. Sisterhood got elevated and the importance of it. Yeah. Um, I was a part of something called the Loving Me Academy and they showed me the importance of sisterhood. And I was just like, wow, this is something that girls need at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, mentorship. But I love that you're doing this because I see young girls, especially around my neighborhood every day, who have to grow up too fast. They don't really have a childhood because they're looking after the kids who are dealing with guys just not really on their level or like just just because that's what they see that's what they see you know like you feel like that's all there is just because it's out there and it's so much more like i feel like the love of your life could be in egypt or some right now like listen you know you never know that's a whole word like that's a whole word 
so I just I, it's crazy because I was thinking about that the other day I was like oh man it's so it's, much out there yeah we have to understand and we don't have to settle right so I think this journey really allowed me to see that God showed me I don't need to settle like I'm 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 important to him so how can I not allow myself to be important right and I don't need to settle for less yes why for what there's there is what you want out there are you gonna be patient enough to wait are you don't take it in your own hands because now when you take it in your own hands you're going to the bottom of the barrel you don't want that mm-hmm. don't take it in your own hands wait for god to show you and reveal who he has for you right yeah and you then you also have to know like are you a girlfriend your wife mm. what's the difference <laughs> what is the deal i just i just you know i'm just you just gotta know that's a whole nother so when it comes to sisterhood. So I just got confirmation on this the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I was watching uh, the Glory Conference with Jackie Hill Perry. And they were talking about how you have friends and how Jesus had friends. And it was three different tiers. Mm-hmm. He had one that he did meals with, ministry, and who actually suffered with him. Mm. So you have to know with sisterhood. First of all, I don't call everyone a sister. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's that's different. I have my blood sisters who's like my rocks. Like those like they hear it all. Right. You know, and I have friends who became sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I have some that's just friends. You have to the boundary that I say is one of the most important ones when it comes to that is knowing who what circle are those friends in. Mm. Who are the friends that you know you can just go out with? Mm-hmm. You know, go have a dinner. But who is it that is gonna pray for you? You know, and I'm, and then as you get, I don't know, say older, but I guess older, deeper. Don't quote me on this, y'all could take this. <laughs> I don't know. You understand if you need just friends that are doing meals with you, or do you need all your friends to have like you can have prayer with? But mm-hmm. you just know, and then sometimes you, it's you know, well, some people get friends and they just be like, "Well, that's my friend now. You're gonna do everything." It's mm-hmm. friends, like sometimes you gotta take friends like dating. Yeah. And a lot of us don't see it like that. Why do you feel it was important for you to start Cherish in this climate, in this day and age, especially? So, I know for myself, mentorship was a lot for me. Like, it did wonders for me. Um, And, like, I had my mother and my father, you know, great relationship. Um although things happen but you know great relationship and they gave me a lot of wisdom a lot of knowledge as well as my teachers and just my family but having a mentor they filled in the gaps for me and it was it's great to have a mentor a mentor basically is someone who you know I always say someone who advises you and or trains you and I had a mentor who advises like it's great to have a mentor advise you on types or different types of circumstances that happen in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to be able to give that to other girls. I had a mentor during high school and she actually started a program and it was called Cherish. Wow. So I actually asked her, asked her if I could use the, the acronym mm-hmm. and she was like, I'm not doing anything. Absolutely. So I still have that relationship to this day. You know, um, and then I went to amazing high school, you know, I don't know if I should say the name, but, you know, BBACD, Banneker, North Benjamin Banneker Academy. Um, I love my high school. Uh, and I actually had my first like official mentor there. They had a mentor program, but the teachers there were mentors themselves. They didn't allow us to fail. They saw greatness in us. 
they saw they built the relationships with us and those teachers just was not ordinary um i love them still to this day have have connections with them um actually had the launch there um of the actual nonprofit. we had a brunch launch and it was at the high school yeah so it's that type of that type of thing um but mentorship has just was just pivotal in my life and within this climate specifically i've noticed as an admin like i was saying with girls struggling with different things mm -hmm. so we really focus on cherish really focuses on empowering young women through building their character and identity through self-awareness mm -hmm. um and when we say self-awareness we we teach them self-awareness within different realms of topics so etiquette fashion health and wear health and wellness um fashion so the fact that learn doing that, but seeing within society and specifically, there's a lot of mentorship groups for like high school yeah. um, students, but I don't see a vast amount of mentorship programs for um, junior high school students. So grades like six, grades five, four, five, well, five to eight, right? But what I notice as being an assistant, being an academic dean in the elementary school room, um, third and fourth graders need help as well. Mm -hmm. So I did that target market. And now it goes back to what we mentioned earlier. Um, people are comparing themselves so much and allowing, it's so cliche, but social media and the media entertainment to mentor them, yeah. you know, and allow comparison to happen and feeling like they need to be something else or challenge their identity and the thing is is if you just loved yourself more mm -hmm. and given them the opportunity to have a mentor to confine in to quiet the noise um they would be, love themselves more right so if they love themselves more they wouldn't feel like they need to compare they wouldn't feel like they are behind mm -hmm. and doing what they need to do at the age of 14 right. you know so and then it, it what i've noticed it, it falls over when they get older like if they don't if we if i start a mentorship program that really hones in on knowing who you are knowing your character empowering who you are cherishing who you are and building sisterhood once you love yourself you're able to function better in relationships so building their character and identity um, around self-awareness to know how they can, I mean, to foster and build better sisterhood relationships. You have that, that can propel you further in life. And it eliminates the comparison when they get older because they are now getting established in who they are at this age. And granted, they're still going to grow. But to grow in a fact that they don't have to be influenced or feel so much pressure mm -hmm. and have someone they can confine in, it's important. There you go. That is beautiful. And it's just like, huh, what's what I do? Oh, no, I would. Hey, now, nah. <laughs> dude, there's so much. I just like, okay, Lord, we doing this? Because I don't know what, you, again, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. You know, I just learned some of this stuff. He's like, mm-hmm. And now it's your turn to like, sir. understand like each other's journeys and understand each other better understand ourselves better so 
So this is really, 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 I love that. Yes. So I'm going to let you plug your book. I'm going to let you plug your programs. Put your, um, plug everything. Basically. Okay. And I'm going to let you have the stage. Oh, <laughs> here we are. Um, so, yes, you know, I have a book out and an anthology with me and several other women. My sister is basically how it's called Healing Unto Wholeness, the anthology. I didn't even say the title. <laughs> Healing Unto Wholeness, the anthology. So, again, it's an anthology with, with seven other women. And it really talks about how God and therapy helped us get through our deepest, darkest secrets. Um, and holding on to that healing, right? God doesn't want us to just be healed, but be whole. So you can get that. It's on Amazon. So you can go to Amazon, search the title, and you can get that. You can also go to my website, www.jalisawashington.com, to learn more about me, who I am. Um, you can also, which is funny because I'm saying this for like the first time. You can go to the organization website, which is www.cherishinc.org, where you can learn more about the mentorship program. It's a nonprofit, a 501c3. And again, we're focusing on uplifting, empowering young women, building their character and identity through self-awareness and within that cultivating sisterhood. Um, we have mentor. We have it's a mentorship program, one on one mentoring. And you can go there to find out more information. You can volunteer to be a mentor. If you know anyone that may you want to refer as a mentee between the ages grade three to eight, you can go to the website as well. And then, of course, we always need donations because who, how are we going to have the all the programs go forward? So you can go there again to www.cherishinc.org to learn more. You can follow us on Instagram as well at cherishinc.org. So C-H-E-R-I-S-H-I-N-C-O-R-G. O-R-G. Oh, yes, you can see the book. It's so pretty. It's little So this is the book. You know, again, God doesn't just want us healed. He wants us whole. So come on now. Come on now. See those butterflies, you know? Come on now. Trans Transition, you know? Hey, transformation. Allow, allow the Lord to do it. Don't be scared. Don't be scared of your walk. Don't be scared of your beliefs. Don't be scared. So I really enjoyed today's episode. I'm so glad you came out. Yes. I loved having you here. Yes. Um, I want to let my hot girls know that we are going to be okay. I don't know why, but we're going to be okay. It's only temporary. Right. So I love y'all. Don't forget that hot girls be healing too. But that's okay because that's what we're here for. And we're going to give a round of applause for our guests. Hand clap for you. Yes. So I love y'all. I'll see y'all in the next episode. Don't forget to follow Jalisa on all of her platforms. I'm going to plug them all in the show notes. Um, and yeah, just be here for the next episode because you don't want to miss it.